If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are tuned into the newest edition of the Punchlist MMA podcast. Hey, Lippin, in here with the co-host of all co-hosts, the Boogaloo boy himself, the flying Hawaiian, Trey Van Busker. What's up, man? Um, I'm just going to come out right and say it. Okay. We, we went 0-3 we last week. We did. We did. We went 0-3 last week. You're right. Now, I will say I'm... I'm proud of us, though. We put it out there. We're not like any other show that will hide that. We'll put the covers over it. Loud and proud. You take your lickings, you wear them on your sleeve, and you move on. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's almost, you know, it's more, it's almost as impressive as going 3 and 0 as going 0 and 3. To be that <laughs> wrong is almost as impressive as being that right. And it happens from time to time. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm the, you know, I'm, uh, I'm usually bordering the fence between genius and madness. And so it's, I'm either going to be genius or it's either going to be absolute madness. And I happen to fall on the madness side. So what? We're going to move on. We're going to bounce back. UFC 250 this weekend. Nothing hidden. No secret agendas. Nothing like you see uh, with the big corporate meat companies, which reminds me, you know what you're getting when you order from State Classy Meats, Trey? You know what you're getting? You're getting farm-raised, high-quality Direct ranch to table meat with steak classy meats. If you go and use promo code FIST and save yourself 10%. Heading into this weekend, UFC 250, uh, for those that are you are out of quarantine, you're going to have some friends over, you want to have some stellar meat. Obviously, go to stay classy, type in FIST, get 10% off, but be selective in the meat that you pick. I mean, you don't have to be selective, it's all great stuff, but I've got some elk sliders that I'm going to be doing on Saturday night. And I'm thinking, Dale, we do a little bit of Instagram live because I picked up a little tutorial, a little tasting, if you will, of okay. the best burger sauce on the planet. Okay. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about it. It's a good foundation before we start to have these chefs on. They start to get really kind of crazy as to ingredients that you guys can have at home and share with your friends. But this is going to be the punchless foundational sauce, dude. This is going to be we might need to trademark this bad boy. I'm just telling you. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I, it's funny that you're going to do that because what I have planned uh, is I've got a pound of Wagyu beef that I'm going to make Ooh. some taco meat with and then make talk, like taco cheesy dip for my nachos, like cheesy Ooh. taco dip. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> I'm like trying not to do it now, but it is something that I'm looking forward to doing. If you're not in the market to eat three pounds of cheese, it's probably not going to be your thing, but – a pound of Wagyu beef and, you know, a bunch of cheese and peppers and the whole – we'll get into it. We'll get into all that. We'll get into it on Saturday. We'll post recipes so everybody can get on board. But if you want to prepare, get some ground beef. Obviously, you know, uh, we might be a little late to the game for you to order from Stay Classy and get elk between now and Saturday. But you can definitely do it for next week. However, if you want to be prepared for this Saturday, go and get some high-quality ground beef, ground chuck, whatever you need to do. That's what we're going to need this weekend in order to execute and get those fight night sna snacks ready to go. In the meantime, go to Stay Classy Meats. Use promo code FIST, save 10%. Trey, let's get right into this. 
keep it short and sweet tonight. We're going to do something different, man. We're going to go over just about every fight on this card. One of the big takeaways that we had from last week is we're pigeonholing ourselves by doing three bets. It leaves no option for us to carry on and make up ground. So what we're going to do is we're going to do something a little bit different this time. We're just going to cover all the fights, and you can bet willy-nilly how you want. We're going to have a little Dale versus Trey 250 challenge here to see who can out-handicap the other. Yep. Um, when you go in three, your buddies become your enemies, essentially what happens. Right. And Dale nope. called me, essentially gave me the middle finger over the phone and said, dude, you versus me, let's do this. And you know what? I think we both came prepared. I'm ready. Let's serve right. it up. I'm ready. I'm ready as well. All right. With that being said, we are going to vo avoid the Herbert Burns versus Evan Dunham fight, as they just announced that three days ago. They're fighting on Saturday. And then Devin Clark Alonzo Menafield was uh, announced about 48 hours ago, and they're fighting on Saturday. So that's really not enough time, I think, to really put something together. Obviously, we'd love to take Alonzo Menafield. He's a very heavy favorite in this fight. But we have no idea what who's been training and what's going on. So we're just going to avoid those. However... Two guys with plenty of cage time that we're both equally familiar with. Juicy A. Formiga has taken on Alex Perez, the juicy man himself, 23-7. and seven. Alex Perez, 23-5. and five. The experience is almost identical, Trey. And here we are. This is going to be the first fight kicking off the Dale vs. Trey Handicap Challenge. Juicy sitting at a slight underdog at plus 105 with the over-under uh, sitting at two and a half rounds. What do you like here? I like where that line is, and I think that Vegas has got this right. I think Juicier, who's you know, kind of going on the backside, what, he's 35 now? Alex Perez is going to come, and he's going to bring that excitement. He's going to bring that energy. We've started to see a decline in Juicier. I just don't see Juicier getting this done. I really like Alex Perez moving into this flyweight bout. Very shocked by that. thought you'd be all over the BJJ guy. I thought you'd go all over the Juicy backpack, and you're energy. not. Energy, yeah. along with the young energy. Okay, well, you're throwing me for a loop right off the bat. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go against you here, just Ooh. for the just for the sake of of octagon experience and big fight potential. I've realized that Alex Perez is probably the future of the flyweight division, or at least one of those guys that's destined to be circling around title shots for the next couple of years, as long as the flyweight division stays relevant. However, I think this might be too much too soon for him. And uh, I'm going to go with Juicy Backpack. And we'll, we'll see what happens here. I like, okay. I, like a, I like a good underdog. Let's go Juicy Backpack at plus 105. That's what I'm going to do. So we're, we, we have dissension immediately. <laughs> First fight kicking off the prelim card that's going to be on ESPN Plus. The actual prelim, not the early prelims. Charles Byrne at 12 and 6, taking on Maki Patola at 12 and 5. Oh, boy. I don't really know what to do with this fight, man. Patola sitting at a plus 160 and Charles Bird sitting at a minus 200. I'm going to take Charles Bird here. Uh, I'm not trying to ride or jump on your your backpack here, but Charles Bird, I think the decision is going to get it done. He's got good footwork. He should be able to outpoint uh, Patolo. Get in, get out. All right. All right. So we're only differing on one so far. Okay. Next up, we got Brian Kelleher taking on Cody Stamen. Dude, I love Cody Stamen. Coming in 18-2-1, Brian Boom Kelleher coming in at 21-10. A wealth of experience coming off a massive win just a short week ago. Uh, can Boom translate this and 
you know, it's weird. He's been calling out O'Malley, and O'Malley's fighting on the main card. It's going to be interesting to see. Is he going to look ahead? Is he going to look past Stamen? Or is Stamen just going to continue to do what Stamen does? Listen, I mean, no surprise here. Stamen is a sizable favorite, minus 285. Brian Keller, plus 225. However, he's been in shape for a long time. Long layoff for Cody Stamen. What do you think here? Yeah, I feel like you got to ride the momentum with this one. I like Brian Keller. Um, I like, you know, his decisive last win. Um, like you said, he's been active. We've we've gone through this on a multitude of different shows. Ring rust, believe it or not, I've always thought it's a complete factor. Cody Stammen being out for so long, that's going to play a big factor. Um, I'm going with boom. Going with the boom. Okay. Listen, I can get on board with a boom play. Anybody that messages us and says that they don't like the boom play, I, listen, that, that is your call to make. I don't dislike that play at all. I just think Cody Stamen's probably too much to, you know, just too much for him, really. Uh, Stamen's got great wrestling. He's got great cardio. And you know he's going to come in in shape. Um, I'll descend from you here. I'll go with, I'll go with Cody Stamen. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with my man. Like my man Cody Stamen here. Uh, although I think that Brian Kelleher is more than capable of winning this fight. More than capable. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta interject here. Every time that I feel like we're on the same page, you're going with the opposite person in the last minute, and you're doing this weird smirk. I don't like this smirk you're doing here. <laughs> it is. Not, it's not intentional. I'm just saying how I feel. All right. I just listen. I feel like the problem was, and listen, this is what happens a lot of times. Anybody that bets uh, as proficiently as we do or uh, as as prolifically, there you go, that's the word I was looking for, as prolifically as we do, you realize what, what happens with hot and cold runs, right? And sometimes when you go on a cold run, you overcompensate to correct, right? Or when you're, when you, you're hot, you just overthink it and then you put yourself in a cold run. My problem is, is that I'm not sure whether I'm at the beginning of a cold run or if I just had a couple bad plays. So I'm trying not to overthink things. So whatever I feel when I look at the matchup, that's what I'm going with. Oh, I need to take a cold shower because you have me sweating here. I have no idea what I'm looking at now. <laughs> Freaking out. <laughs> All right. Speaking of momentum, we got team elevation. Uh, Ian Heinish taking on Gerard Mearshart. Heinish at 13-3. and Mearshart at 31 and 12, an absolute veteran of the game is my man Gerard. Uh, not only is he a great fighter, but my man can play the saxophone. So you have to take into account what happens whenever a man can play the saxophone and do so as as well as Mearshart can. Uh, listen, this fight is razor close. Ian Heine is sitting at a minus 130. Mearshart sitting at a plus 100. You want to talk about momentum. There's not more momentum in the world than coming out of team elevation right now. Well, again, throw me off. Did not know he played the saxophone. Is he sexy sax man? He is. He's the sexy sax man? Well, no, I don't know if he's the sexy sax man, but if there, he's got plenty of videos on his Instagram of him wearing nothing but jean shorts and oh. playing the saxophone. Oh, that's the only way you play the saxophone. That's, it's, he's clearly a pro. Um, like you said, ride the momentum. Team Elevation, I have been on all board. I mean, this card's riddled with some Team Elevation fights, uh, some fighters. Ian Hines is a guy that I love his cardio. He, to me, is a Colby Covington-type guy. He can outpoint you. He can move around the octagon. While Mearshart is a BJJ guy, he wants to get you down. The good thing is Ian's got great takedown defense. So if he's able to negate that, keep it up, and outpoint him and move around the octagon, I think his cardio, 
His striking is going to get it done in a decision win for Ian. Ian. Ian Heinish. All right. Listen, I listen. I'm, I'm all about the cardio from him, uh, except for his last fight. He did not look particularly great, but I think it was because he was ineffective. And when you're ineffective, it uses a lot of energy. If you're effective in your techniques, whether they be takedown strikes, whatever, it's easier to conserve energy. Um, but missing, throwing punches and missing, getting right. takedowns and getting stuffed, it it slows you down, man. It's tough. Um, but you know, with a fight like this, I'm just sort of thinking. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. So good. I think I'm going to go ahead and take my man Gerard Mearshart here, man. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling uh, the saxophone. I'm wow. feeling it. I'm feeling uh, it. And I'm feeling like I'm going to switch things up on you. I'm keeping you on your toes. I think Gerard Mearshart is going to get that W. Excited to watch Ian freaking sleep him, and then I'm going to play that sexy saxophone <laughs> while he's lying there lifeless. <laughs> no, I, I I honestly think that uh, I I think that uh, I think Ian Heinish is going to win this fight. I'm going with Ian, Ian Heinish. I, I can't I can't, oh, okay. I can't I can't go against I can't go against Team Elevation at this point. I won't bet against a Team Elevation fighter till I see one lose. Um, and right now, there's not a better team in the world outside of maybe Fortis MMA. I'm not in uh, city kickboxing. I'm not touching. I'm not going against any uh, any team elevation Fortis or city kickboxing fighter for the exactly. till I see one of them lose. Till I see exactly. one of them lose. Um, I just had to mess with you there by playing. That is that is Mearshark playing the sax there too. All right, uh, Alex Caceres taking on uh, <laughs> what, what, what many are calling. Uh, Ben Askren's illegitimate child, Chase Hooper. Chase Hooper sitting at 9-0-1. Alex Caceres at 15-12. I heard a stat today, and I'm not entirely sure of it, so I'm, uh, I'll give credit where I heard it. But apparently, on Saturday, will be Alex Caceres' 21st fight in the UFC. Well, that's... Can that be accurate? Can that be accurate? That's one more fight than Chase Hopper is old. Hooper. Yes. Hooper. Yeah, Sorry. Yes. That's okay. But yes, yeah. I agree. I just, I feel like that can't be accurate. Is that accurate? I just, it's been around, man. I mean, we listen, we've never been the type, and, and, and here's the thing, right? And this is what I love about, um, what I love about we, us doing video right now is I don't sit in front. I mean, obviously I'm sitting in front of a computer, but we don't sit here with like, sure dog open up or tapology or wikipedia and start spouting things off which is why every so once every once in a while you guys get the chance to send us a message correcting us for something that we said that was incorrect because of that uh, exact fact so these people that sit there with all these things opened up in front of their face the pet you know acting like they know all these things that's just not the case um but i did hear on the anakin florian podcast that this will be Alex Caceres' 21st walk to the Octagon on Saturday, which is unheard of. Um, and I love that wealth of experience. And I'm going to take him over Chase Hooper. I love Bruce, Bruce Leroy. I'm telling you that right now. You can hear the, the millions of screams behind me. People are all about Bruce Leroy. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, technical striking, durability. I will say I don't want this to go to the ground. I no, think uh, Chase is dangerous he is so dangerous on the ground but i think if he can negate just kind of like 
you know, Ian Highness, if you can stay on your feet, you can outpoint, you can get the win. I like Alex in this fight. Yeah, we'll take Alex Caceres here. Now, listen, that's a big flyer. That's that's something that if we weren't doing this sort of challenge thing to us, I would avoid this fight altogether. I'm right. gonna say I'm saying that outright. We're just picking winners here. I'm not putting any more stock in it than trying to pick a winner. And I like Alex Caceres just off wealth of experience. But Chase Hooper, if he gets him to the ground, it is over with if Chase Hooper can get him down. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's keep things moving. Oh, man, I think we're getting close to the main card. Are we not? We are. Sean O'Malley Sean O'Malley taking on Eddie Wineland. This was a, a fight that was announced relatively, relatively recently because when Brian Kelleher won, uh, what was that, a week a week ago, last week, he called out Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley did not have a fight booked at the time. Now he does. The Sugar Show is back, taking on Eddie Wineland, uh, you know, near and dear to our hearts from back from the WEC days, the very, very first Bantamweight champ mm-hmm. of the WEC. Wineland at 24-13, and 13, full-time firefighter, taking on Sean O'Malley, the Sugar Show, at 11-0. and 0. Boy, is that a tough fight, man. That is a tough fight. What do you think here? First off, I have to say I love this main card so much because how awkward is it going to be at weigh-ins when literally you've got six fighters all essentially in the same division – vying for what would be possibly a next title shot. I think, you know, while Sean O'Malley's on the outskirts of that because he's relatively new, relatively, uh, you know, making his name in the UFC, this is going to be a fight that's going to project him into what's going to be the bantamweight talking title stratosphere. Eddie Wyland, while he hasn't fought for a really long time, a win over him speaks volumes. Eddie Wyland can punch so hard. He's one of the hardest hitters in bantamweight, division i think that this is something where we're going to see an eddie wyland who's extremely durable and he's over time he's gotten a little bit more technical i think that this is an an eddie wyland if sean's able to take advantage could speak volumes for him but i just don't see it happening and i know that's crazy because i don't what's the line at for sean right now it is so lopsided it's so big it's so big um and and I'll, i'll touch on that here in a second you're absolutely right um, Sean O'Malley sitting at a minus 500. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> people don't, don't sleep on Eddie Wyland. Do not. That guy is durable. He, he's a brawler. He'll be in your face. But over time, especially with these layoffs, he'll be strategic in this fight. He can get this done. I think he can. I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think he can absolutely win this fight. Plus 350 is juicy enough of a line that I'm actually going to make a per- – personally, I'm going to make a play on Eddie Wineland in this fight. I, I like him as a fighter. I think, you're, I think you're spot on with the durability. My only reservation with him is that we've seen him struggle against creative fighters. Um, if somebody that is willing to stand there and go blow for blow, technical for technical, he's willing to stand there and trade and engage. I think that if, you know a guy like Sean O'Malley, who's consistently creative in his approach, uh, can cause problems. However, he's going to have to be effective in that creativity in order to frustrate Eddie, to get him to make a mistake, to get him to to a point where he's going to catch him. My concern with that, and you know, again, while while I love Eddie Wineland, this has been a problem with him. He carries his hands low. Um, him and Kat Zingano. C- c- Cover, they carry their hands lower than any other fighters I've seen fight, you know, in a high-level organization. It's unbelievable how low they keep them. It works for both of them, obviously. Uh, you know, both of them have, 
you know, had UFC title shots, although Cat has since moved on from the UFC. But all that to say is that Eddie Wineland is big, strong as an ox for a 135-er. He's going to come in shape. He has not taken any days off since his last fight. He is going to come in ready to rumble. And if Sean O'Malley looks past a guy like Eddie Wineland, he's going to get knocked out. And the, the sugar show is going to get the curtain jerked on it real quick. Exactly. Exactly. My heart and my wallet all in on Eddie. I'm going. I'm going on with I'm going with you. Now, in my opinion, probably the easiest bet of the night right here, Neil Magny taking on Anthony Rocco Martin. And I love Anthony Rocco Martin. However, I, you know, one of the things I love about Neil Magny, and I know we didn't play him in his last fight, but that was because of the huge layoff. He came back and he looked right right like the Neil Magny of old. I've never bet against Neil Magny outside of the last fight where we did bet against yeah. him. And I'm never going to bet against him again yeah. because yeah. I just need to see whether or not he was going to come back. And he's back. And he's the Neil Magny of old. And he's going to put somebody through the paces. Anthony Rocco Martin better hope to get a heel hook or some sort of sneaky submission. Otherwise, Neil Magny is going to brutalize him. Minus 150. I love Neil Magny in this fight. I'm, I'm crushing that line at Neil, on Neil Magny. Yeah, exactly. And you thought after all this time, again, we bet, it, we bet against him. But the type of fighter who's a Cowboy Cerrone, uh, Angela Hill, fights five to seven times a year, Neil Magny, you think over time, taking the time off, he would lose a step. Didn't in any shape or form lose even a half a step. And I think with Team Elevation, the crew he's got there, he should be able to get this done. Yeah, listen, he's the lead horse for Team Elevation. He's been there, I think, longer than anybody else in, that, that's coming out of that team right now. He is, for all intents and purposes, uh, the lead horse for for Team Elevation. You know, obviously, Gaethje has the title, but, I mean, this is the dude. This is the veteran leadership in the locker room. Uh, and he looked arguably the best we've ever seen him against Li Jingliang last time we saw him out. I am going all in on Neil Magny here. I absolutely love him in this fight. And again, I just transitioning from one to another, and this is not a team elevation fangirl session, but Corey Sandhagen <laughs> taking on Aljamain Sterling. I, listen, I, I've been saying it since the very beginning when we first saw Corey Sandhagen. I said, you know, this guy is a potential to be a title challenger, maybe even a world champion. I had my doubts whenever they gave him the Lineker matchup. I wanted to see how he'd respond to that. He came out executed brilliantly and the fact that everybody has been avoiding him is case in point that this dude is the future of the bantamweight division and now with Cejudo gone the belt wide open um him versus Aljamain Sterling I know that people love Aljo I just see Corey Sandhagen just beating the hell out of Aljamain Sterling man on Saturday night yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Aljamain, I mean, his unorthodoxness, I mean, there's the reason he's called the funk master. He can pause or he can pose a lot of different unique looks. I think Corey, what people forget is he's a big dude. The guy's 5'11". Aljamain's only 5'7". He's much, you know, Corey's going to be much rangier. He's not going to allow Aljamain to get in close, you know, drop in, get a takedown, work on the ground, really, which, you know, to be honest, wouldn't be the worst thing. We saw Corey Sanhagen fight against Rafael Asuncao and get put in some really precarious situations on the ground. I mean, Cody, Corey got right out of it. It was it was fine. So yeah. I don't really see an area that Aljamain can really exploit. I think uh, Corey's much more well-rounded. I think the range is really going to help him. I, I think this is a very, you know, cut-and-dry fight for him. Yeah, my only concern, and this is my concern, is leg kicks. 
Um, Sandhagen, Sandhagen is a plotter. He plots forward. He's always in your face. He's always just sort of standing there right in front of you trying to touch you. And if you can beat those legs up so he can't chase you down, so he can't set those traps with his yeah. footwork, so he can't cut the cage off, and you can keep it moving, and then eventually when you've got him thinking about the legs, get the takedowns. I think that has to be um, Sterling's road to victory. He's got to beat those legs up, and then when he's got – um, you know, Sandhagen essentially compromised, then he's got to get the takedowns. Then he's got to try to win with his wrestling. When the strength isn't there to get back up, that's when he has to do it. That's how he's going to have to win this fight. If he can't do that, Sandhagen wins his fight running away. Yeah, no, no, no. That's a great point. He's got to chop the tree down for sure. All right, let's keep it moving. Co-main event of the evening, Rafael Sunsal. We just talked about him coming off that loss to Corey Sandhagen, but taking on Cody Garbrandt. Cody's coming back. Uh, you know, listen, it's one of those things, right? We just saw it with the Tyron Woodley fight. Is this the fighter of old? You know, we haven't seen it, man. We keep hearing that we're going to see it, but is yet to show up. Rafael Sunsau taking on Cody Garbrandt here. Garbrandt is a slight favorite at minus 150 on Sunsau plus 120. Over under on rounds at two and a half. Who do you got here? <laughs> Uh, well, you were fangirling out on Team Elevation. I'm always going to fangirl out on Team Alpha Male. Um, I will say this, though, you know, putting biases aside, I think that this is going to be the resurgence of Cody Garbrandt that we've been waiting to see. People, if you listen to any other podcast, you're going to hear the most redundant statement on the planet. It's that Cody fights too emotional. I, I'm so tired of hearing that because he lost twice to TJ. And he lost twice to an EPO juiced out freaky TJ. And then he, you know, needed to make a big comeback statement and then got clipped in his third fight. So when you look at this, he knows himself. He needs to take a step back. He needs to fight the dominant Cruz way. He needs to be a tactician. He needs to be selective with his shots. And he doesn't need to rush in. He doesn't need to go for the big knockout punch. Or if he step he he clips someone and starts to see wobble. He doesn't need to be all over it. He needs to take his time, utilize his footwork, and have a blueprint in regards to the fight that he has in front of him. I don't think that Rafael, being, what, 38 now, is going to really turn the tables. I think that his biggest exploitation of Cody is going to be on the ground from a BJJ perspective. But you got to remember, Cody's a, an insane wrestler. He's got great takedown defense. This is going to be a fight that's on the feet. It's going to be striking for striking, and I think that we're going to see Cody back to his heyday and start his rise back to that title shot. Yeah, we'll see what happens for sure. I mean, uh, Sun South's coming off back-to-back losses as well to, like you said, Corey Sandhagen, and before that, Marlon Marice. Um, we'll see what can happen here, man. I, I'm really, um, I'm really interested to see how this fight plays out and see what approach each guy takes. Obviously, Garbrandt is going to want to use his boxing. That there's no um, you know, there, there's no mystery to be solved there. But if you're looking back at a Sun Sal, you know, obviously, like I said, lost to Sandhagen, lost to Marais, but he had a unanimous decision win over Rob Font. Um, and then he had a win over Marlon Marais previous to that whenever uh, the fight stayed standing. So the first time him and Marlon Marais fought, the fight stayed on the feet the whole time. It wasn't until he fought Marais the second time that Marais took him down and mm -hmm. submitted him. So the blueprint on how to beat Sun Sal is there. Uh, unfortunately, that doesn't fall into Cody's wheelhouse. He doesn't want to take you down. 
He wants to stand there and throw. Yeah. And I think that Marlon Marais, in my opinion, is a better fighter than Cody Garbrandt. Um, so my concern is, is that knowing the blueprint, um, can he execute on that? Or is he going to try to beat him at his own game? And that's what makes me nervous here. Um, the heart says go with, with Cody. I like Cody as a fighter. Um, he seems like a genuinely nice guy. I just don't, I really don't know what this fight, man. I just really don't know. I'll go with you on Cody for this, just for the sake of, of, you know, the argument that you made. I think it's pretty succinct. I think it's sound. We'll wait to see. Both these guys are on losing streaks. I want to see who can win. I'm just going to, I'll be cheering from the sidelines here. This is more an emotional investment. I'd like to see Garbrandt get the win. Well, much like you did with the Mearshart pick, let me throw in a little kind of tidbit that might sway you even further. Mearshart, you use the sacks. I'm going to tell you about Cody Garbrandt's beard. See, now that's not it. That makes me want to go against him because that... I, it's not a haircut, know, though. It's not a I, haircut. I don't like when people switch stuff up, man. I don't like it. And when you grow the beard out, that's subliminally telling people you're worried about your chin. Oh, no, no. If anything, it tells me that... You, you've grown into an adult. You're going to make wise decisions. <laughs> That's what it tells so you, me. You, so you, you look like you make wise? great decisions. Thank you. you look like you make great decisions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can get on board with that. All right, Cody, Cody by beard. I can there get on go. board. All right, let's get that main event of the evening. The women's goat, uh, the lioness herself, Amanda Nunes, taking on Felicia Spencer. Felicia Spencer, eight and one, gave Cyborg all she could handle. Uh, Amanda Newt has 19 and four dispatched cyborg and under a round. Do we buy into the Felicia Spencer being elite conversation here? Does she deserve the title shot? Well, I think she does just by process of elimination. Um, but can she pull off the ultimate now that's not statistically, this wouldn't be the biggest upset in MMA history, but I think from a, um, I think you'd say from an outsider's perspective, right? From a 10,000 foot view, how do you pick a bigger upset ever in the history of the sport than if Felicia Spencer gets a win on Saturday night? I I don't know. I'm not fully bought in. I think the biggest thing you know that people are talking about with Felicia Spencer is the fact that she's really she comes into her fights really big, mm -hmm. uh, and she can she can definitely do some great clinch work. Um, you know, she can get it down to the ground if need be. Get the get some ground and pound she's fought bigger fighters. You know, Amanda Nunes isn't small by any means. She saw, she's fought the Megan Anderson. She's fought bigger people, but I just think that at the end of the day, when you get those bombs from Amanda Nunes connecting with your face, you're not really, you know, can be able to progress the fight much more. Yeah. Amanda Nunes, or this fight as a whole right here, Amanda Nunes sitting at minus 600, Felicia Spencer plus 400 over under on rounds is at one and a half tray. And I'm going to be honest with you. The under one and a half is sitting at plus one sixty. You like the over? I like the I, I over. Like, I like the under here. I think I think Nunes is going to get out or get her out of there in the first round. I think it's going to be fast, fast. I think that's a storybook finish for sure. But I think that everyone's always wanted to prove that they're at the level of Amanda Nunes, and the first thing they do is they kind of bull rush. No one takes their time, feels out the distance. I think if I was Felicia Spencer's coach, I'd be like, hey, let's let's do, let's develop and understand what our true range is. And then let's grind her out a little bit, see where her cardio is out in the second round. Let's get that clinch work going. Maybe her legs start to get a little bit tired and get this to the ground. I think that you need to exhaust the first five minutes. 
I would hope that she doesn't follow the same plan that every other fighter has, which is let's bull rush this and throw hands. No, no, no. Let's take our time and let's let's massage this fight a little bit. Yeah, and I've just never seen Felicia Spencer be a masseuse. I've never right. seen her take that approach. She's yeah. she is she comes at you like a crazed softball catcher. She is out to just storm and knock you off the mound and just put hands on you. I just don't see her taking that approach against Amanda Nunes. It would be totally out of her wheelhouse to come out there and be calculated and technical. I just don't. I'm not saying that she shouldn't do it. I'm just saying that we've yet to see that from her. And maybe that kind of variation is what we'll need to see on Saturday night to see this massive upset. I'm just not sure if we're going to see it. I'm just not sure if we're going to see it. Obviously, Amanda Nunes is my play to make here um, because we're just, you know, like I said, we're going after winners. Under one and a half, sitting at plus 160. I don't hate that. You like the over for the reasons you stated, sitting at minus 200. We'll see how it goes, man. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, there's a couple of these with the crazy line like that you just want to stay away from. This is probably one. I mean, we like to stay away from women's MMA just in general. Yes. It's such a heavy line like that and such a dominant champion. It's just yeah. with not much value. I don't know. I'm not touching it. Like I said, I'm not going to touch it. I, I, one thing that I like about Amanda Nunes, though, is I like that she has the whole lioness moniker, right? You know, now obviously being a male, I don't really get on board with the lioness thing, but I can get on board with like a, a big lion and a lion's mane. However, a lion mane looks good on a lion, does not look good around your ball sack. Um, Trey, you know as well as I do uh, that statistically, you do not want your uh, your three piece set. Looking like a lion with a lion's mane, especially not one of those scroungy sub-Saharan African lions. You definitely want it to look majestic. And one of the ways you can do that is keeping things calm, cool, and close to the skin. And you can do that with Manscaped. If you go to Manscaped and use, you'll have to tell me what our promo code is. Uh, we can save 20% and get free shipping. Yeah. All you have to do is use the code PUNCH at manscaped.com. It'll get you 20% off and free shipping. And guys, if you're not familiar, it's not just trimming up your gromal region. They also have foot deodorant. So, you know, in this quarantine, if you're going out to the grocery store, wherever it is, and your feet smell like shit because all you've been doing is walking around your apartment, your condo, and haven't had to put a pair of socks on for 60 days, put some foot deodorant on. If you start to look like you've got, you know, some hair coming out of your nose, your ears. I know my boy Dale here utilized the weed whacker. Tell me about the weed whacker. Yeah, so the Weed Whacker is the new product that Manscaped offers. Then it's a ear and nose trimmer. And, you know, when you reach the status of elder statesman like myself, uh, the hair in my ears and my nose grows faster than the hair on my head. It's, it's absolutely obnoxious. Uh, and I need a high-quality product that isn't just going to snag and rip things out because that's a sensitive area, man. Anybody that's had that big, long, thick nose hair or ear hair knows that pulling that bad boy out is no fun, man. It's no bueno. So you need that. You need something that has the power to do that. And, you know, the, the weed whacker can absolutely do that. I want to talk about the foot deodorant for a split second before we, we move on from this ad read. I keep the spray of the foot deodorant in my one of my drawers at my desk at work because, um, you know, Obviously, being in Charleston, it is hot, it is muggy, it is swampy here. And as much as I want to, my dress shoes, uh, you know, from time to time, if I'm sitting there at the desk and I'm sweaty, you know, things there, there's a, there's a there's a little bit of a linger sometimes. And that thing, just two little 
and it's over with, man. It's good stuff. Uh, it's, nice. It, it, it works well. And it keeps your feet dry, too. Keeps them from, like, getting real wet and sweaty, which is interesting. But anyway, let's move on from that. Trey, fights are back. UFC 250. We've got a huge lineup coming up. Uh, we talked about it on Instagram. We talk about it now ever so briefly. We are teaming up with Stay Classy Meets. And we are working with some of the most premier chefs on the planet Earth. Hell, in, in the United States, I mean, in, in, as far as I'm concerned, the U.S. is the Earth because I don't ever travel outside the U.S. So essentially, my planet, for what it's worth, is <laughs> yeah. uncultured as that is. Uh, we're working with some of the best chefs uh, in the United States, and they're going to be you know, creating and crafting recipes specifically tailored around fight, fight nights, uh, hanging out with friends and family, and showcasing stay classy meats products, man. This is a, this is quite the step up and something I'm pretty pretty proud of, and I know you are too. Yeah, guys, it, it's not like we're going to be bringing you recipes that are so outside the box that you need some aged organic paprika, you know, that's only grown in uh, Capri, Italy. No, no, no. These are going to be basic recipes that you can share with your your friends and family that are going to be delicious, easy to do, and it's going to make your fight night that much more of an experience and i think you know outside of watching amazing fights like we have here at ufc 250 this is going to be an opportunity for you to be the most badass host on the planet yeah absolutely and then you know not that it, it carries much weight or levity with anybody but you know obviously recipes um we're, we're going to come up with shareable hashtags as well we've talked to the people at stay classy um and we're going to you know kick off a social media campaign of sorts if you will, where they'll be sharing your pictures, your accounts, we'll be sharing your pictures, your accounts, and we'll be doing everything we can, you know, to increase that social awareness and presence for everybody that wants to participate. So uh, it's definitely something to look into. Trey, we made a deal with our listeners regarding beer money yes. for fights that fights this weekend. Now, with that being said, all we asked them to do was create or give us, if they haven't already done so, a iTunes review. Now, yep. we realize that the show is everywhere, not just on iTunes, but we went with iTunes. Um, basically, because it's just the easiest one to track. So, do you want to select the iTunes review, or would you like me to select it? You know, I'm going to let I'm gonna let you do it. We, uh, we picked the almighty duck for our Instagram Manscaped Challenge. This one, I will defer to you. Okay, so we currently have 22 written reviews. Okay, pick a number, 1 through 22. You know what? I'm going to go with the amount of fights that uh, Bruce Leroy's had, 21. Okay, this is a five-star review, and this is from user MoneyManDan. So if you are Money Man Dan, I want you to shoot us a message on Instagram. If you don't have Instagram, send us an email at chat at punchlistmma.com. Uh, if not, hit, reach out to us on Instagram. Let us know that you are Money Man Dan, and we will hook you up with beer money for fights this weekend. Money Man Dan says, the title says it all, the best advice in really technical analytic analysis. Question. He didn't say anything about your beard, my Hawaiian shirt, anything no. of the sort. No, he may not watch the YouTube videos. He may just listen. Oh. He may just, it doesn't, you know, 
but that's okay. That's, that's okay. Yeah. So he, he should hear this then. Um, so Money Man Dan, hit us up on Instagram at Punchlist MMA, um, or shoot us an email at chat at Punchlist MMA dot com. Nice. I, I'm learning. Our, I'm learning. Our, I'm learning our email address. Yeah. All right, man. That's it. Let's put a bow on this bad boy. Call it a night. Uh, just good to be back, man. Oh and three. We got nowhere to go but up from here. And you know the challenge remains the same. We'll see who comes out on top. I love it. I love it. Stay tuned, guys. Remember, like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends. And your enemies, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and your enemies. All right. Later.